You're listening to the Renew Life Church podcast. We hope this message inspires you and challenges you to become a true disciple of Jesus. To find out more about us, go to renewlifechurch.com. How's everybody doing today? Good to see everybody. I feel like we've already had church, but we're going to have some more. You good with that? Good, because you were going to get it anyway. Uh, man, it's really just good to be here. I, uh, in case you're new, uh, I haven't been here in a few months. So you might have been new and don't even know who I am, but my name's Braden. Uh, my wife's Leanne, she was on stage here uh, with the worship team. And uh, we were the ones that started Renew Life Church here in Midland a little over 10 years ago. And uh, yeah, well, thank you for the golf clap. It's... Apparently one person still likes us, but for the rest of you, um, no, we're, we, uh, it, we never in a million years could have imagined the things that God, God's done in, in our lives over the last decade. And uh, to get to plant this church that's now under the leadership of Cody and Stacy, give your pastors a round of applause. Usually when I see Stacy, I just go ahead and give her a hard time, but since she's not here, I won't give her a hard time. But uh, just such a, doing such an amazing job in this church, it's just really, uh, the health of this church is pretty impressive. You know, we went to Lubbock, uh, took a group of us to Lubbock, planted the church now. The Lubbock church is doing phenomenal. I think they've got four or 500 members now and it's doing incredible. And uh, we are, some of you heard a couple of weeks ago, we're planting a church in Ireland. And uh, yeah, so Leanne and I took a trip. We were there for about a week and uh, just really trying to hear the Lord as far as exactly where we're supposed to be and where Blake and Vicki need to plant and uh, really working on a plan. And so if you haven't, I don't know, Cody's probably gonna announce it later, but if you have not bought a shirt, whether you want one or not, go buy one because all proceeds go to helping us launch the church. Uh, there in Ireland. And, and I'll just say this, I'm, I, I'm probably letting the cat out of the bag a little sooner than I should, but uh, there's a good chance in the next two to three years, we plant two or three more churches. There's, some, there's an, an energy and, a, and a, an anointing right now on, on what's going on here. And we've got some really cool things um, going on. So just, if you would, just keep, us, keep praying, keep believing that God's gonna send the resource and then keep asking him if you are the resource. Because some of you in here are called to help. Some of you are in here called to ministry. Some of what we just did, praying for some of you young men. Uh, there's things growing on the inside of you. There's thoughts like, could I, could I possibly be called to ministry? And that's where it starts. And the Lord is gonna continue to work and speak and, and confirm some, with some of you that there is a call of God on your life. But I just, I think it's important that we learn to live with our hands open before the Lord. In other words, Lord, I think I've got an idea of what you want me to do, but my hands are open. You, want, you, you can move me, you can take me anywhere you want me to go, you can change my job, you can change my address, you can change whatever you wanna change, I am yours. Uh, the most powerful vessels in the world are surrendered vessels. And, and the happiest vessels in the world are surrendered vessels. And people who have just said, Lord, I am not gonna try to grab hold of the steering wheel. I mean, uh, was it Carrie Underwood said it best, Jesus take the wheel? I mean, did she say that? I don't know. So I just, I would just encourage you to keep your ears to the sky, so to speak, and just asking the Lord, Lord, what would you have me do uh, to make some of these things happen? And uh, again, just such an honor to be here. I've only got 30 minutes 
left, but I'm probably going to ignore that clock for the rest of the time here. But uh, we do need to go ahead and get going. If you got your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter six. I just feel there's an anointing in the room for some things to happen miraculously. Uh, The scripture says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Some of you just by being in the room today are going to think differently than you've ever thought before when you leave here. In the presence of God, in hearing of the word of God, your mind is being transformed into his way of thinking, into the mind of Christ. So just don't, uh, don't resist what God's doing. He's trying to shift some things around. He's gonna bring some things to your attention today, some thought processes, some beliefs, some lies that you've uh, been believing and the Lord's gonna do a healing of the mind even as the rest of this service uh, goes on. Uh, I'll jump right in. A couple of weeks ago, uh, several weeks ago now, Cody preached a message. He actually told me it was on like uh, December 31st. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys were here on December 31st when he preached it. He came later to Lubbock and preached this message. Uh, it, was, it was the 2024. He said the Lord told him that 2024 was a year, the year of the sword. How many of you guys remember that with some of you in the room? Uh, he said 2024 was going to be a year of the sword. Uh, and this is the scripture where he read that. Uh, or where that came from. And let me just read that again. Ephesians chapter six, verse 10. And finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand uh, against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet, that's what I want us to focus on here and this is where Cody was coming from, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Um. There's a guy, one of the guys came up to me from the first service and he talked, he was reading this from the, the amplified version. I may get this a little bit off, but he said, it's the, it's, the, it's the sword that the spirit wields. So when when we get in the word of God, it's as if the spirit of God pulls out a sword and starts doing work in the places we can't see. And I, I love that that, that, how that kind of came together when he shared that with me at the end of the first service. But what I want to tell you is, when, when Cody preached this message in Lubbock, uh, I didn't know what he was gonna preach. He came up, I f- he said he felt like he had a word that was, it was a word for Midland, but also a word for Lubbock. And when he came and preached it, uh, I did not know what he was gonna preach on. And so I was just in the back during worship, just pr- in prayer and just and praying over the service, interceding for Cody and, and, get, and the worship team. And um, man, the Lord began to speak to me and I, I was right, I, I felt like he was giving me messages for 2024 and I was just typing away on my phone notes uh, for 2024. And then Cody got up there and basically everything I had typed down on my phone, Cody preached. And I just, I, man, I was like, this is the word of the Lord. And I was listening to Cody the, uh, teach this message that 2024 is the year of the sword. And the The more I listened to it, the more I thought about it. I've called him since then. I've went back and made an outline out of his notes and I've been working on some stuff to to even share more with him. But I I mean, I believe deeply that what he shared was not just a word, it was the word for 2024. And so last week when I got to um, even preparing for my my message, I was was up to preach in the Lubbock campus last week and I kind of had an idea of where I wanted to go. But when I got to my office, it, it wasn't, 
it wasn't coming together. It was just kind of scattered all over the place. And all I could think about was Cody's message. So I went back and listened to his message all over again. And it's like the Lord said, hey, this applies to you too, Hot Rod. This is, this is to you, like get behind, this is the word. You don't need a new word. You just need to be, get, get behind this word. And so I, I um, yes, sir, I will get behind this word. And I really genuinely do believe that 2024 is a year where we're really supposed to focus uh, and get our focus back on the word. I grew up in a church uh, when, I was, when I was growing up, it was called the word of faith. It's got a bad rap in a lot of ways because some things in some areas kind of got a little weird, but I'm just extremely thankful that I was raised where we were constantly in the word. We were constantly living by faith, being pushed toward, towards faith and into the word. And so uh, in some ways, I think this is a little bit kind of coming back to my, to my roots because I genuinely do believe this is the word of the Lord. But I wanna share this with you because it can be the word of the Lord and do nothing for you if you're not careful. Oh, y'all got excited about that one, I could tell. Let me, let me just say this right here. Second Chronicles, uh, Second Chronicles 20, 20. Believe in the Lord your God, you will be established. Believe his prophets and you will succeed. I want you to notice that in this scripture, it says, yes, we wanna believe God. Everybody in here knows you should believe God. Trust God, lean. But the Bible very clearly says, and if you'll believe his prophets, you'll succeed too. I believe with all of my heart, that word that you see here is the, that, that 2024 is the, is the year of the sword, I believe that is a prophetic word. It's not just any other word, it's a true prophetic word. And real belief requires a response. If you really believe something, it requires a response. James chapter two, verse 14 says it this way, but what does it profit my brethren if someone says he has faith, but does not have any works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warm and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, it's dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe. In other words, if all your belief is, is somewhere in here, Big deal, so does the devil, so do the demons. What's the difference here? But do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is what? It's dead, it ain't real faith, it's dead. <laughs> and so when you hear a word, this actually applies to every time you come to church on Sunday. You shouldn't, I'm gonna be careful how I say this, because I do believe at times when you come to church, some of it is about being encouraged, being filled with hope, being filled with faith. But can I just say this? When you come to church, you need to be ready to be trained. Let me read this, since you got so excited about that. Um, this is further down in my notes here, but it's in here. Guys, I'm skipping way ahead, but go with me to Ephesians 4. It says, and, and he gave him, himself, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. There are people that are gifted to not just encourage you, but to train you. So when you come to church, you, need, you have to embrace the mindset of, I'm not just coming here to get a message, I'm coming here to get trained. And with that training that you got, something about your life should change on Monday. Because faith without works is dead. 
On Monday, if you believed the words that were said, if you believed what you heard, if you believed in the training that should come from the word of God, something about your life should change. So when you hear 2 Chronicles 20, 20, believe the, uh, believe the Lord and you'll be established. Believe the prophet, so shall you prosper. I, you, you can't convince me you believe that 2024 is the year of the sword unless something about your life changes. So you have to ask the question, when I heard that, what did I do? What did I do? Now, there's... There's a bit of a wrong teaching around the area of grace that people say, it's not about what I do anymore. It's about what Jesus did. Yes, as it pertains to your salvation. You cannot earn and you cannot deserve heaven, but faith brings the fullness of heaven to earth. That is the mission, that is the, that is the vision statement of this church, to see heaven come to earth in every area of life. And according to scripture, the, that starts with me saying, I could never deserve heaven. I couldn't deserve heaven here, I couldn't deserve heaven there. Couldn't earn it, couldn't deserve it, can't work for it. But Jesus earned it, Jesus deserved it, Jesus worked for it, and by faith and declaration of my faith, I can get what only Jesus deserves as it pertains to my righteousness. And from that place of, place of righteousness, he's invited us into a life of faith where we can actually have the fullness of heaven on earth if we do it by faith. You do understand that when he says, tells his disciples, pray this way, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, where? On earth, exactly like it is in heaven. You have got to wrap your head around this by faith. God doesn't just want you to get heaven eventually, he wants you to have heaven now. The biggest miracle is not that we escape someday from whatever's going on down here and get heaven. The true miracle that he died for us was we can actually have access to the fullness of heaven now. Believe in the Lord your God and you'll be established. Believe the prophet, so shall you prosper. We're supposed to be believers, believers. And belief is not just some imaginary thing that's happening on the inside of us. It starts on the inside, it's confirmed on the outside. When you were born again, how did you become born again? I just believed in God, wrong. Belief in God didn't do it. Because without question, the devil believes in God. Do you know that? You know, remember he came, he was the worship leader of heaven. He was, he was there, he saw it. He doesn't have to try to stir up belief in, he saw it, he knows it's real. What, what, what happened? In pride, he got puffed up and would not yield and surrender. Thus we have the world that we live in and now we can we can attain salvation, not through what we, just what we believe, but the Bible says, believe in your heart and what? Confess in your mouth. In other words, the belief on the inside should produce something on the outside. Amen. Now I jumped so far ahead, I gotta figure out where I wanna come back to. Honestly, I, I just felt that, you know, for me, the right thing to do was um, 
really come behind what Cody started. And the, the, the title of the message today is how to respond to the year of the sword. How do I respond? If I believe that word, if I believe that word's for me, if I see that in the word, so I know that it's true. It didn't come from just Cody. It was by the spirit of God from the scriptures through the mouth of Cody. But there's a timing mechanism to this. That's a lot of times what prophecy is. It's taking a scripture. It's taking something God has said and said, this is now. Prophetically, this is this, is this now this is this now season. And so I just feel like we're supposed to do that. And as I was kind of talking about, Lord, how would, I, how would I help people learn how to respond to the year of the sword? I only got one point. I was gonna have several, but I had so much to this one point. The only point I got to was this. Um, in 2024, it's imperative that this year we fall in love with the word. And I said it that way on purpose. We fall in love with the word. When, it, when Leanne and I started dating, I lived in uh, post Texas. She lived here in Midland when we first kind of started talking. And so we weren't close. In fact, she was a youth pastor uh, for her dad's church here. And I, it, some, some of our relationships started with me. I would drive two hours one way to go to youth uh, at Leanne's church. So you could say Leanne practically raised me. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And so, but that's kind of where this thing started. So there was a little bit of a distance, but uh, I don't know if y'all remember this. Some of you will remember this. When we first started dating, there wasn't cell phones. You couldn't text. It wasn't, you weren't as accessible, but we had something called AOL Instant Messenger. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Raise your hand if you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> and all the, t all the 15 to 20 year olds. Uh, we had AOL Instant Messenger. And so you couldn't stay online all day on your phone back then. So I would get home from, from school every day or whatever it was that I was doing that day. And I couldn't wait to get over there and fire up the computer and listen to it. You know? Just waiting. Just waiting. And... I, I would turn on AO Instant Messenger and I, one, I wanted to see if I'd gotten any mail, you know, that you got mail, you know. Um, I wanted to see that, but really what I wanted to see was, uh, y'all remember that little screen where it said who was online at the time? Remember that? And I remember I was looking for one thing and one thing only. Leanne's name on Instant Messenger was Lee Happy. I was looking for me some Lee Happy. <laughs> Lee happy made me happy. I, I, the dad jokes are just falling out of my face these days. My kids keep making fun of me and they're calling me into existence of a dad joker. And, uh, but I, I just remembered, oh man, I, could, I loved when I would saw that little, I think it was a little dot by their name when they were online. And I was like, oh yeah. So we'd start talking and um, man, we did this. We would do this for hours. And I mean, for hours we would talk and we weren't even really dating, but we, I mean, the fire was burning. And um, <laughs> And so I, I don't remember what, how this even came about, but a few years ago, we got to talking about this and she said to me, she said, you know, um, I still have all of those conversations. And I was like, what do you mean you have all of those conversations? She's like, well, every time we had a conversation, when we'd get done, I would print them all out. I have every single one of them. And I was like, no, you don't. And she's like, yeah, I swear it's in a box. I know right where it is. So she goes in the garage, she pulls out this box. And I mean, there is just a stack of, of paper and like, like guys, we have this thing where like, when we're dating a girl, we don't sound like what we think we sound like. <laughs> I mean, we think we are just, I mean like, woo. 
And I was like, I kind of was like, oh, I kind of want to hear my game. Like what kind of game I was spitting back in the day, you know? And so, I, I mean, I started reading some of the things that I said and <laughs> bruh, it was disgusting. I mean, just a Hallmark movie, right down letter, line by line. I was like, what got into me for a season? And um, <laughs> Lee Happy. <laughs> but I, it got me thinking the other day when I was, was preparing this message and the story came to my mind. And you, you see, when I, what I was aware of in that season was that there was a woman behind those words on that screen. I wasn't falling in love with just the things she typed. I was falling in love with her words showing up on a screen because those words represented her. And I'm just gonna tell you, there's a man behind these words and his name is Jesus. So when I talk about this is the year of the word, this is not the year to memorize a book. This is the year to engage with a book to learn about the man behind the book. The Bible tells us in the book of John chapter, uh, it's about one, <clears throat> let me read this right here, 114. It says, and the word became flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. What's he saying here? When we fall in love with the word, we're falling in love with Jesus because Jesus is the word. Some of you in here, you've, We've, we've all done this, but some of you this year said, 2024, I want a better relationship with Jesus. I mean, just raise your, if some, at some point, even if you just thought it, you thought to yourself, in 2024, I want a better relationship with Jesus. Well, here's my question. What was your plan? Because sometimes we say that, but we don't really have a plan and we don't really know what that means. And we don't really know how to all the way do that. We know we love him, but how do we get to know him? How do we really get to know him? And I would just tell you this right now, to know his word is to know him. I, I don't mean to be harsh, but don't tell me you want to know Jesus and never read your Bible. I hear people say sometimes, I'd really like to lose 20 pounds. <laughs> You would, like to, how, you would like to lose 20 pounds, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, let's talk about it. You wanna go to Rosa's? Get some fresh tortillas and... Something you really want will be proven by something you do. And if you really, really, really want to know Jesus, you really, really, really need to get to know his word because there's a man behind the words. There's a person behind the words. Every time we get in the word, we are being shaped to think like him. WWJD is happening on the inside of us. His values are being embedded into our soul. The way he thinks is becoming the way that we think. His kindness is getting in us. His courage is getting in us. Jesus was the most courageous leader that's ever walked this planet. And if you've ever said, I wish I had more courage, you, you mean how you get more courage? Get more word. Yeah. 
get more word. Joshua chapter one, verse eight says this, says this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do all to, to do according to all that is written for then, say that word with me, then, then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. When do you get prosperous and when do you find the success? When his words don't depart from your mouth and you're meditating on his words constantly. You don't get it just because it's available. You get it because you grab a hold of it by faith. And how you act, I, one of the things that, uh, when I was growing up, it's like, uh, I grew up in a bit of a, a, a faith camps, faith circle, and I would hear this all the time. You gotta release your faith. You gotta release your faith. And, and it's like, I, if I'm just be really honest with you, I think for the last 20 years, I'm like, how do you do that? Release your faith. It's like, it just is a weird thing because Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how do I get faith in me? I hear the word, I eat the word, I consume. That's how it gets in me. But how does it get out of me? Joshua 1, this book of the law should not depart from your mouth. Faith comes in through the ears, it goes out the mouth. Your situation's not gonna change just because you know what the Bible says. Your situation will change when knowing what the Bible says, you speak to your situation. Some of you, I know I love what Leanne did. Uh, Anxiety's not just gonna go away because Jesus paid for anxiety on the cross. Anxiety's gonna go away when you activate it with this right here and say, I am not an anxious person. Lord, I I resist fear right now in Jesus' name. I come against fear in Jesus' name. I come against shame in Jesus' name. I declare, I declare I am not an anxious person. That is faith going out of you, producing the world that you wanna live in. So proud of my daughter the other day. Like I, you know, sometimes as parents, you're like, something will happen and you're like, we've failed. And I don't care how good of a parent you think you are, there will come a moment when you just look at each other and go, total disaster. Unless the Lord comes and saves that little punk, that she has no chance, you know, because we have failed. But then every now and then they do something and you're like, Jesus is alive, you know. And I was so proud of Susanna the other day. We, we really, we have phenomenal kids and I'm, I'm so proud of them. But I, the other day I was, uh, Susanna, when she went to college, her, her first semester, she's in Denver. Uh, the first semester, I don't, she seemed like she did not care that we were no longer around. Like it just was like, she seemed so happy to be there, thriving, she might call every now and then. But it was almost like, it, it took a little minute for us to like <clears throat> adjust to, she, she doesn't seem like this is bothering her that much. Well, so she goes to first semester, has a great first semester, and then Christmas break, she comes home. And I think what happened is, this is, my, this is my perspective. She comes home and all of a sudden, I think she realized what she really had at home. Yeah, she, she, she got her freedom and she's had some fun. She's met some incredible people, done some great things. But she, um, she comes back for Christmas, was with us for a while. Well, since she's gone back this semester, homegirl is homesick. I mean, and it, I just gotta be honest with you, it kind of does her dad a, a good in her heart to see her calling daddy crying, daddy, I wanna come home. I was like, yes, you do, baby girl. You just need to come on home. 
she, she's playing volleyball at, at CCU there in Denver. And the other day she called me home work, she was crying and all this stuff. And I just sent her a link to LCU. I was like, well, there's always LCU. And it's like, <laughs> come on home, baby. And, uh, but I knew I just needed to encourage her. And so I was like, you know what? I'm about, to, I'm about to give her that juice. You know, I'm like, listen here, you know, cause she was like, you know, volleyball's starting again. And like, I've, I've worked so hard to build a life where I'm not finding my identity and my performance. But then when you play a sport where your performance matters, it's like, now all of a sudden I'm back competing for my job again. And I can feel this performance mentality coming on me again. And I'm like, Lord, I don't want to be a performer for my identity, but I want to be good at volleyball. And she's just wrestling through all this stuff. And, and I'm like, hey, let me tell you what you got to do. And I just started preaching to her. And I talked, I was preaching to her about how you got to get some confessions and we want to we wanna lower this gas. So we, want, we don't want our emotions to get too high. We don't want them to get too low. And here's how you do that. And you, can, you're, you confess humility when you're high. You confess courage when you're low. I'm just, and I'm just giving her all this and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm doing the work right now. And, and, she, and she goes, yeah, dad, that's good, that's good. And she said, well, I, I, I had written some prayers I was going to read to you. And I was like, oh, you did? And you, you wrote some prayers. And she goes, yeah, I just, I knew if my situation was gonna change, what I say had to change. I said, come on girl, tell me what you did, you know? <laughs> what you been writing? <laughs> and so she goes, I said, she goes, you wanna hear them? I was like, well, of course I wanna hear them. And so she, she began to just read me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My value was not determined by a volleyball coach. My value was determined by Jesus. I am not living to perform for man. I am living to perform for a king. And I mean, she just starts reading me these prayers that she was declaring. I am not moved by what my teammates think about me. I'm not moved by, the only thing that moves me is the word of God. And I was like, and I'm listening to this and I'm like, oh my gosh. But what I loved is that she realized it's not the word that she believed that was gonna change her situation. It was the word that was gonna come out of her mouth. Don't let that book of the law depart from your mouth. You have to, you have to get used to feeling crazy. Because when you start talking to no one, you will feel crazy. Everybody in this room right now, don't you lie in church? Because the, well, I started to say lie, I don't even believe in the lightning, but you never know. You just never know. Raise your hand if you've ever been alone and started praying and got embarrassed at your own praying. Some of the words that are coming out of your mouth. It's a thing. Let me just say this. It's not crazy people who talk to themselves. It's crazy people who don't talk to themselves because you're crazy if you think your situation's gonna change with you staying quiet. We gotta get that word in, but it ain't gonna fix it by just getting it in. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. We've gotta create, av there's a billion different ways. One's, one of the ways, actually read your Bible. No, I mean like actually read it. There needs to be a, a, a shift even in churches where we're not dependent on this screen putting those scriptures up because you can't take that screen home. You can't take that screen home. You have to know the word. You have to know the word. You have to get familiar with the word. So yeah, we, whatever ways we do, I'm gonna read the Bible myself. Another way, how are we gonna get that word in? We're gonna listen to preaching. We're gonna get podcasts. We're gonna read books. Why? Because sometimes you feed yourself at home. Sometimes you go out and eat. Coming to church is like going out and eating. 
That's what it's like. Hey, listen to an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher who was God ordained to, to, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. There are things that we have to offer, but you need to know the word yourself. You need to be feeding yourself at home as well. If you saw a 30 year old man sitting in a restaurant and his mom was spoon feeding him, what would you say? It, you would get saddened because you would know something's wrong. Because a grown man ought to be able to feed himself. Can I just say this in as much love as I know how to say it in? If you don't know how to feed yourself, something is wrong. Or you are a baby. Can I just say it's time to grow up? We gotta grow up. We gotta grow into fully mature Christians. We've gotta learn to feed ourselves. And there's, again, there's nothing wrong in going out and eating, coming to church, that's, that, that stuff's good. But you've gotta learn to feed yourself too. So what are we doing? We get the word in, we get the word in, we get the word in. But I don't care how much is in here, your life will not change until it starts to come out of this. And I was, I was just, I was reading this to someone in the first service. I had given someone, I'll just be honest, it was a very difficult prophetic word. They'd called me a couple of days ago and asked me for some advice on, in a pretty serious situation. And my recommendation was, um, is, was not gonna be easy for them to follow. And uh, <laughs> he, he said this to me, I'm, I'm gonna pull that scripture up so I can look it up because I, I wanna read it and not misquote it here. Uh, this thing I told him to do was gonna be very difficult. And he said, hey, PB, I just, you could tell he was sweating it. And he's like, I just need to know, like, can you just tell me how certain are you that that word you gave me was the right word? You ever done that where you're like, Lord, are you sure that's what you want me to do? Are you, are you sure? And he, you could see it, man. And I said, look, bro, I, I told you when you called me that you asked for my advice, you ain't gonna like it. This is gonna be a hard word. I said, but this is what I told him. I said, but don't do it because I said so. Because if you don't have faith for it, if that word doesn't get in you and it stir up faith in you and you do it by faith, I gave him though, don't you put it on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> and Lord quickened the scripture in Acts chapter 19 says some Jews went around driving out evil spirits. Uh, driving out evil spirits, tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon possessed. And they would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. And can I just tell you, when they said in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, it didn't work. Because all they had was Paul's faith. All they had was the Jesus that Paul knew. Can I just say this? The God that I know isn't gonna work when you're there by yourself in your situation. You can't say, well, well Braden always says, no, you better know the word says. The scripture says, my God says. Doesn't matter where you got it, but, and then it has to come out of your mouth. It can't be somebody else's faith. It's gotta be your faith. And you've actually gotta to get to the point where you actually know where when you're praying, you're not just saying words, you're praying the word. Because there is nothing more discouraging than an unanswered prayer. And most prayers go unanswered, because, a lot of prayers go unanswered because the prayers are prayed not even according to the word. You have to learn to pray according to the word. You have to know the promises of God that are in this word. And you have to pray his word over your situation. You know why you can pray for healing? Because his word says you can. Not just because you think it's a good idea. You know what, I think healing should be, I think that should be a thing. 
I think you should be able to pray and people get healed. Doesn't work. But if you pray, Lord, according to your word, be healed, just like I saw. Lord, you're, I see tons of scripture, all, tons of times in scripture where it, you, you turn to someone and it said, be it according to your faith. You've been healed because of your faith. Lord, right now, I'm releasing faith with my words. I'm calling, why do you even get to do that? Because his word says you can do that. Not just because you think it's a good idea. You have to know the word. Let's just, let's try to, um, well, and, I, and I, I think this should be said. I, uh, I use this example in the first service because one of the things that I've, I've been seeing is, it's some of the stuff I've been talking about, but you know when you play the telephone game when you were younger and you played that telephone game and someone would start it and then eight, 10, 12 people later, it's like, it doesn't even sound remotely close to what it started as. Um, I feel like if we're not careful, that's gonna start happening um, in, in the lives of Christians because we have such access to certain things that, well, and let me just say it this way. No, if you ever notice when you play the telephone game, no one's trying to screw it up. When you're in junior high and you're a boy, sometimes you're just like, I'm gonna see what I can do with this. You know, that, that's junior high boys who don't have brains, but, um, but they grow, they eventually grow. And, but like no one's trying, typically trying to screw that game up. And in, in the same way, there are people that are teachers of the word, preachers of the word that are not trying to deceive, but they're human beings. I'm a human being. I step up here every time I preach and I try to give you his words. But guess what? Every now and then a little Braden comes out. When Cody preaches, a little Braden comes out. And you have to know the word enough that you don't just go, oh yeah, that's that good word. It might, it might not have been. Because if it wasn't his word, it wasn't a good word. If it's just my word, it ain't a good word. And, and I think over the years, it's like, he said, she said, he said, and all of a sudden we're, we're believing what, we're believing a, the telephone game, what we've heard a bunch of people say, and it's not even the truth. And you have to know the word enough that when you get around and people are talking about the word, and this is what God wants. This is what God wants. One of the things going uh, around right now is like, God doesn't want us judging anybody because of their sin. And we start believing that means we should never even confront people because confrontation is the same as judgment. And now we live in a world that's got some Christians convinced that if you're a real Christian, you'll let me live however I wanna live. If I'm a girl, but say I'm a guy, if you come against me, you're not, you're not loving me. If I'm, if I'm having an affair, if I'm looking at porn, if you come at me, that's being judgmental. And it gets said enough that all of a sudden I'm watching Christians going, well, I don't wanna be judgmental. And you know why they're doing that? Because they don't know the word where it says, if you see a brother in fault, go to him. Go to him. Now you won't have the courage to do that if it's just an idea you had. The courage comes from knowing it's the word of God. We've gotta know the word of God not just because so-and-so said it. I'll just say this, if you spend more time quoting pastors than you do scriptures, there's a problem. Oh, you know how it's like Cody always says, or Braden always, or Bill Johnson always says, or Craig Rochelle always says, or Stephen Furtick always says. I, I'm, I'm thankful for good preachers, don't get me wrong. I, I believe in, in spiritual authority and spiritual, I believe in that. But you need to know the scriptures behind what they said. So that if something were to ever come out of somebody's mouth, inadvertently, 
because it's happening right now. I'm telling you, I'm watching it happen where people are saying things that sound good, but they're not scriptural. And you won't know it unless you know the word and the Holy Spirit's in you going, "Mm, that one don't taste right. Something about that don't, you've heard me say this before. This, This thought needs to live in your brain. Show me the scripture. I don't care who said it. Show me the scripture. And when, some, when they try to feed you something that's, that, that doesn't taste right, you go right back to the Word and go, if it ain't in the Word, I don't care who said it, I'm not doing it. But with that same attitude, because this will also happen, sometimes you'll hear something and go, that don't taste good. And I'll tell you what it don't taste good to. It don't taste good to your flesh. But if you'll go in the Word and you find something, you go, oh my gosh, submitting to authority is in the Scripture. It didn't taste very good. If it's in the scripture, I don't care what it tastes like, you better eat it. You ever, you ever watch moms, moms and dads trying to feed their little ones the thing that they actually need to be eating? And it's like you give them broccoli or something like that for the first time, and it's like you put manure in their mouth. They're just like. <laughs> and they just look at you like you hate them. It's like, you hate me, don't you? you know? No, I love you, but your taste buds have not adjusted Even your brain has not adjusted to doing what you know is the right thing to do, even if it doesn't tickle your senses. A lot, if you're not careful, Christians will do that at times. In fact, the scripture says it's prophetic. In the last days, people will heap unto themselves teachers and it's teachers that feed them what they think is delicious, not the thing that will make them healthy. What's the standard, the word? When you hear something, I don't know, I, I don't taste right. Go back to the word. It ain't in the word, don't eat it but I don't care what it tastes like. If it's in the word, you better eat it because it's the best thing for you. We've got to get to the point where we know scriptures as good as we know lyrics to worship songs. Because most people in this kind of age of worship or worship's kind of the big thing, we know more worship songs than we do scriptures. I I love worship. I love worship songs. I'm I'm all for it. But just a worship song won't change your life unless that worship song is full of the word of God. Let me just read this again. We'll close right here. Proverbs chapter four, verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them. They are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Anybody be good with some life and some health? It doesn't become, it doesn't come anywhere except for the word of God. And because behind these words is the man Jesus. They are one and the same. To know the word is to know Jesus. To know Jesus is to know the word. And those will bring life to those that find them. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you felt encouraged by today's message. If you need prayer or would like to connect with us, find us on social media or by going to renewlifechurch.com.